when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, the host of the Wannabe Podcast, a podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Apologies that this episode is coming out to you a little bit later than I had planned. I actually ended up missing a plane and having to get back a little bit later, but it's here now and it is an incredible episode. I also have a quick announcement and reminder for you to register to get your tickets for So Live Fest 18. This year, we are focusing on radical women in podcasting. The lineup is sickening. We have Anita Rani, Sophie Hagen, Fiona Sturgis from the Financial Times, Crystal Genesis from Stance Podcast, myself, of course, and the girls from Not Another Book Podcast will be doing some things. Oh, and the BBC's No Country for Young Women will be making an appearance too. This is not the time to miss out. On July 14th, make sure that you have registered to get a ticket because they are so 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 limited like i don't think you understand how limited they are so make sure you head on over to so livefestival.com so livefestival.com and make sure you register so when the tickets go live you get it right away and don't miss out on the ticket right this week i am joined by yesa daily ward who is a poet writer and model Yosa first wrote on snakes and other stories and followed up with Bone and her most recent book, The Terrible, which is published by Penguin. And it's a memoir. It's a fantastic read and I highly, highly recommend it. In today's episode, Yosa talks about the pros and cons of self-publishing your work because Bone was a self-published title. We talk about dealing with the press when they are telling your stories and the pressure to say no sometimes. And that's more of an internal pressure that we talk about. You're going to love it. I really enjoyed this conversation, so I hope you do too. I wanted to ask about the process of self-publishing, because mm-hmm. Bone was mm-hmm. self-published first. Yes. Uh, and I know that you and Naira Wahid, I hope I said her mm-hmm. name right. You did. Uh, are good friends, and both of you have self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're obviously published with Penguin. Yeah. What, is, what are the pros and cons of self-publishing versus going traditional? Oh, I loved, I absolutely loved being self-published. As being self-published, I was able to, first of all, your timeline is your own. So you can write the book today and put it out on Amazon by tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And you can, you just, you have a direct, I mean, you can 
do all of the sort of advertising on if you if you, it depends on how you use your social media but that was what I essentially did mm-hmm. now it does take a, a lot because because I was unknown before it take it, it took a lot of time you yeah. know I mean I guess a con even if I don't even know if this is a con but for some people it would be would be the amount of time that like, you don't have that publicity machine with like all the yeah you know the banners and the you know so it's people will find you and then, yes, you're still doing podcasts and you still, but it happens slower because they have to stumble across your work. And in terms of outlets, it could only, I think this is about to change with self-publishing because we're just heading to, more towards an independent, you know, world in terms, mm-hmm. of, in terms of art. But I, you know, you could, your distribution is limited. Like I, I could, my distribution was limited to Amazon and some smaller outlets. But I would go and physically, like, send a box of books, and then I'd have to replenish. But that's a lot when yeah. you're a writer, like tour and everything. If you've got more than like ten bookshops, and they're all in different parts of the world, oh, and wow. it's expensive too. Yeah. So the beautiful thing about then. It's, it, I think it just happened perfectly because I already had like my because it was like grassroots and you know just there on this this little book that I've made myself and then I used to do shows and just have boxes of them and sell oh, them. Nice. It was great. It was great. You know you get you get paid monthly like you get your royalties and it's so different in publishing because it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um. So so it it was it was gorgeous. Then it got to the point where I had a certain amount of. Um, of just had the support and then able to be seen by by um, Penguin, and then it changed because your your needs change because a lot of the time people in Africa weren't able, which really upset me, weren't able to get their hands on the books because oh, yeah. Amazon, ridiculously, it didn't. Um, for some reason, it didn't um, go over there. Yeah. But now that they can, so that was a big factor as well. Just the distribution and people being able to have access to it all over the world, because everyone should have access to books. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I yeah, I, I love the fact that it could go to the next level in terms of where it can travel to in the world, and also in terms of touring as well. You can just do more when you're not organizing it all yourself, because it was all a solo act, yeah. which is great. But to do admin and still be creative and to write, you know what it's like. Like yeah. you can really burn out. <laughs> yeah. So then you delegate those responsibilities to somebody who's like an expert at it, you know, usually if you're lucky. And, um, and yeah, so pros and cons to it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. It's nice to do both, you know. It would, I think, because, um, you know, well, you met Sarah yesterday, who I think everyone thinks they know in some capacity. Yeah. She has honestly been everywhere. <laughs> um, and yeah, they did talk about um, the pros and cons of self-publishing and just the how I guess the industry or the wider publishing industry treats people who are self-published and uh, something that they mentioned was that people kind of didn't take writers who self-published seriously did you ever experience that at all all the time all the That's time kind of snobbery around it oh my goodness oh it's self-published so yeah oh really self-published oh that's cute you know oh, you know expecting you to have this little book that's like stapled together you know held together <laughs> like a with salata. yeah well, we, you know it's but the, those people were not ahead of the curve because there's some brilliant I mean small presses as well which to me is like an it's like it's like professional self-publishing it's like you know it's I think it's brilliant actually yeah I like what they come out with they have they often have like really good designs and concepts and yeah I love I love all of that yeah I do I really I'm really enjoying it I've 
had a few self-published books like drop on my doorstep lately oh, amazing and like fall in my lap and one of them I really love is uh, it's called Founding Women which is about African female entrepreneurs who have built like multi-million dollar companies on the continent and they're in tech and it's like super badass I love that and I was just like what this is sick I was reading it like why did I not know about I any of these women that book. I have it in my bag I'll show oh, you after yeah. but yeah it's amazing um, and it's self-published and I did say to because it's a, one of my mentors she she put it together and she was like should I go to a p- uh, publisher and I was like well I, c- I know loads of people <laughs> in Penguin mm-hmm. um, do, you, do you want me to introduce you to someone she's like actually I think I want to go self-published yeah. and I was like cool and she did a crowdfund for it and then she put it out and I was like well the crowdfunding was a really good way to see that people wanted in- had interest in it yeah. and everything like that so that was really cool but yeah I'm definitely like I'm I don't have the same like level of snobbery around it I'm just like eh. a good book is a good book yeah so as long as it falls into my hands or I see it and I know what it is I just bought someone's book off out off Instagram because oh right? I love that and that I was self-published it. too so yeah I definitely see what you're saying it's like it is there's a whole trend moving in that direction. Of course. And it allows people to just create what they want to create. And I yeah, think it's really important. it does. Yeah, you don't want it to be filtered to anybody else sometimes. You've got a message Absolutely. and you just want to, yeah, directly speak to your audience. Right. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. I actually want to switch to something I saw on Instagram, I think, yesterday. So I know that you got featured in the Sunday Times and you were not happy mm. about that headline. And I'm not going to repeat the headline because well, I would rather not give more things oxygen that you wouldn't like. Um, but I did want to ask about what what made you upset about that? Well, and, you know, did you feel comfortable, confident speaking out about it in the way that you did? Oh, definitely. Well, it, it was the Times, not the Sunday Times. Sorry, my bad. But <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, it's... You know, you always when you're gonna um, tell tell uh, everything in a memoir, you 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 you've primed yourself. You know, like what you, what you're saying and what you're not. The danger sometimes with news outlets, and then we know this going into it, right? You have it's your, it's, it's your we have to know, is that when there is a different gaze mm-hmm. placed on your experience and your work and you are looked at with a speculative eye, uh, then, you know, some of your humanity is lost, you mm-hmm. know, because they, they see the product, they see, you know, they exotify, they exotify you, mm-hmm. especially, and I'm going to speak especially in, um, with with UK press. Yeah. It does that, you know, mm-hmm. it does that. There are no, there's no nuances, you can't, you know, you can't really, on the whole, trust um, a lot of the journalism that's happening um, and you can't control it at the end of the day and and what I was responding to is a, a, a an article that was about me yeah um, but not about the work you know yeah not about the work at all um, and the work but but this has happened before you know the work as um as seen through a, a, a particular gaze mm. 
very middle class, you know, very white and very um, writing it for, for, for shock value. You know, which is I'm not interested in. You know, there has to be there has to be a grace and a beauty when you are discussing certain subjects. Um, there's there's frankness, there's, there's rawness. But I, you know, I, I write a specific way, and I um, make a choice when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. When I when I introduce certain subjects, in a, it's in a certain way, and and it's in a respectful way, not just to myself, but, but to, other, to, people. to other people in mm. the same position. But of course, you're not going to get that from from someone who is is, is inexperienced. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of lazy journalism. You know, the, the, a lot of it is is without imagination. So I'm yeah. just, but I'm just happy that like in the book. You know, you you come to read the book and you say, you say, oh, you know, it's not this sensationalized thing that's been pulled out that's totally out of context and weird and yeah. actually really inaccurate when you look at that how that's reported and what and what's in the book. But uh, you know, yeah, it, I read the headline and I got to the section of the book and I was like, yeah, Ow. it doesn't. It's so <laughs> it does not it was so ridiculous. <laughs> but but more important, it was important to call them out. Yeah. It is important to call them, to call them out. Every, when that happens, you know, we we can tell our stories now. When I talk when I say we, I'm talking about people who have previously um been part, you know, had a marginalized identity and voices that aren't heard. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for us to be able to frame our own stories and when you do not when you, when when that doesn't happen, that's a result. So it's good. It's good that it happens because then you can write about it and start a larger conversation. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Other people can see it and go, okay, I might not do that, you know, or I might not. I'll challenge it when it happens to me. Is, yeah. Is that, that's, that's important. I agree. Because it, it does happen. It's one of the biggest things that I'm coming up against now, personally. Really? Uh, just because audio is very unique and very specific as an industry, and it has been traditionally dominated by white men. Yeah. Like, not even women, just white men. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things that I'm having to... I'm seeing, um, but I'm wary of like calling it out just because yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like I, my my position still feels precarious, yeah, right? Yeah, like I, I feel imagine. like you can just I can be swept away and repl- not replaced because I still run my own thing and I will always be creating content that I care about and from people I care about hearing from. Um, so in many ways, I probably am in a better position than most people who are a lot lot smaller than than me in in some ways. But yeah, it is a very it is a t- it's a fine line because I see things. And I'm like, oh, I really want to call you out. I'm gonna I'm gonna cuss you out eventually. But mm-hmm. it is a, I don't. Yeah, I think for me, I'm still trying to find that part of my voice where I'm like, 
I need to say this and I feel confident saying it. Um, do you think I should just push through the fear of like not saying anything or just do it anyway? You, you know, you always know. You always know at the core of it what you should do. And and when, I mean, I'm lucky to be in a position where, yes, I'm, pu- I'm published by Penguin, but I'm quite independent. So I'm an independent entity. So if I choose to put that on my Instagram, then no one's going to say, don't put that. Yeah. You don't put that on, you know. Um, it's not, it's not... It's it's hard, I think, when you're in, in an environment you're talking about, and I can, I, I when you, as you're saying it, I can, yeah, understand, put myself in that position because there are, there are certainly moments I, I bet that you see and you're just like, oh my goodness, like, do I speak out or is it going to be like more of a thing? But then I need to, but then you feel the responsibility of wanting to and yeah. like almost needing to, but then you're like, no, but it's not smart because of this. And sometimes, sometimes there's biding your time. You know, because it does come around, yeah. And you know, because you you won't not be able to say the thing. Yeah, I think there's definitely it's getting to a point where it's almost like it's forcing its way out. Oh, well, then so it's ready. Small, small spits are just small, small. <laughs> a one-two tweet here, just a little, yeah, a little uppercut yeah. there. Um, and it's good for your mental health as well. Yeah. You can't hold things in, you know, especially That's in true. these environments. You, it, it wouldn't be good for you. I hear that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I'm ready, but maybe that's not the time, but we'll see. Yeah, you'll know, you'll know. Just trust yourself. What are you um what are you working on getting better at right now? I'm working on getting better at making time to do the things I really want to do. Um and that came a lot from being able to say no to people and things because there was a feeling especially with publishing and sometimes you're like oh god I have to do this because this person's asked me to do it and oh god I need to do this interview and this interview and this podcast and actually if you run around doing everything you will oh you mean you could you, you could be completely you'd have nothing left so you have to learn to do that um, and then with the time I've got and the time I've ever amassed by not saying yes to everything um, really prioritizing my own like creative life and my own social life in a way that I feel like lots of things are getting done. I'm living a full life. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, not just work, and then not obviously not just social, which never happens because I'm a total loner anyway. But yeah, oh, that sounds like goals. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get to that level where I'm I have trying. like time to do things that yeah. I want to do, which is mostly sleep and watch Netflix. So yeah, well, that's important too. That yeah. that fills you up. You know, that, that gives me so much life. I just like watching TV and reading sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, one day that will come. Absolutely. What is what does success look like for you right now? Like, when do you feel like the message or the yeah the message that you're putting out into the world? When do you feel like it's out there and your your work here is done? Ooh, well, it will never be done because that's the whole thing. You've got to stay ambitious and and ambitious not in the sense of I want to earn loads of money and like we you know touring twenty four seven. But that, like, kind of always looking for, like, a new... I always like the fact that I'm always like, ooh, let me think of this project. And I've got, like, six million things that I'm probably not going to do half of them. But I love, like, just being in the bath or something going, ooh. Or, like, when you go to bed at night and you sit up and you, like, turn the lights on, you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. This is my next venture. I love that. Yeah. So, so, So that. So I never think it's over. But success just looks to me like when you meet people at events and, like, a bit like yesterday and people go, I really enjoyed that, that's 
spoke to me. That's that's what I, I, I love and that what I aim to do with the work. Oh, that's so nice. Aww. So beautiful. Your work is fantastic. And I Thank know you. that, I think her name was Sheila with the grey braids. She she was just like, afterwards, just like still in like freak out mode, just how nice you were and how lovely you were. And Sarah was living at this video that you did for her friend. And I think those moments, like you can't buy or quantify or put like a number on those moments that you create for somebody. So, yeah. Oh, you're definitely yeah. you're definitely like walking it like you talk it like you're just such a nice person. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks thank for you. being so genuine and authentic. Oh, um, so <laughs> do you think there's anything holding you back at the moment? The only thing that would ever be holding me back is myself. And of course, of course, I I have a moment, probably really deep belief systems that I'm not aware of. That, but every day, you know, with the gratitude, with the meditation, you're working on that. Because there's some things that are in us that we don't know, mm. you know, just, the, you know, from conditioning or from, like, early experiences. So I'm always trying to, like, just be really good to myself. So, yeah, probably there are moments of doubt that or inhibition that if I didn't have a, you know, I could do even more. But I think that's coming. I don't think anything before time, you know. I think everything's happening as it should in the right time. Yeah. Because how how are you working towards pushing through some of those things? I guess when you don't know what you don't know, how do you You know, you our, our bodies are are just like they're more is they're more intricate and intelligent machinery than I think we know. So you could be working on something in in like your deep self and I think sometimes it just comes up. You know, like in the same way that sometimes when people are doing yoga or have a massage, they just start crying or Reiki, yeah. they just start crying. And it's like you didn't know that there was that pocket of tension or mm. a pocket of, you know, and it's some trauma. But your body knows to work it out. So we've just got to trust that because, you know, your body knows how to swallow food. It knows how to close back up if you if there's a heat, if there's a wound. You yeah. Know? In the same way, it knows how, how to. But because we're so there's always new stuff and we're always distracted, you don't have to. That's why meditation's so good, because actually when you meditate, your physical body heals as well because oh. you're not using, you know, it's you're totally um, clear and it's able to start just just doing its thing. And we get in the way of that. Yeah. Um. So. so so yeah, I think not to worry too much about it. Just just do the stuff that that makes you feel good. You know, nice, simple. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really all it takes. It always honest. comes back to simplicity. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it does. Taking minimal to life. You know. Just, yeah. Just bring it over. Yeah. I like it. I I need to do better at that. I'm like you were saying earlier about saying no to things. <laughs> terrible I say yes to everything I'm like yeah. yes I'll do that and then I'll do that and I'm like I have 15 things to do yes. and I think uh, one of the things I've learned about myself is that I don't like I'm addicted to the feeling of being like rushed or oh, un- un- or in chaotic situations like I function well in chaos yeah even yeah. though it's inherently not good for me in many yeah. ways but that's I've just become really addicted to that feeling and I think it was RuPaul who said something similar on um, Oprah about he had to change the fact that he was he used to run late all the time yeah I saw that I really soft. liked that yeah I really loved that conversation it was a beautiful conversation yeah um, but yeah this and it really kind of reframed how I just looked at my life like wait I'm always late for things yeah you identify <laughs> with this just rush just, thing yeah that but rush. like everything's done, yeah and yeah. just feeling like completely chaotic um, and I didn't even know that was something you could be addicted to so that was yeah. I was like oh I have to really kind of look at that um, and you know 
think about why, where that even came from and how I can then start unpacking it so that I don't live that way because life would be a lot easier if I was able to get up like half an hour earlier and actually eat breakfast for example oh <laughs> my I don't, goodness so <laughs> I'm the I, I cannot do anything without a good plate of food in the morning wow I oh. I don't eat I forget to eat really? often I actually always don't you to wake eat. up hungry I wake up oh I'm my god I wake up like with my time. stomach rumbling I actually um I guess Partially because I had like some eating issues in the past, uh-huh. like when I was a teenager. Yeah, I actually am very good at ignoring the oh, feeling the of pangs, hunger. Yeah. Um. So it has to be really specific. so. There can be like two, three days I'll just forget. Oh my to eat. Um. And it's really bad. I should stop doing that. But I've now got like a um a nutritional food supplement which is like powder. And water. Oh wow! So just in case I forget, I actually can just that. put powder in some water and actually get my my nutrients. Well, you know, I think that I think that like mindfulness and, and meditation is going to help you with that because you'll start to come into your body and you won't be able to ignore it. Yeah. You just think, oh, I need to... F- even if it's just like a banana or something. Yeah. It'd be like, I need to, I need to have this. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... I'm getting well, better at yeah. eating. It's definitely getting there. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to come. It's going to come. <laughs> I need to. I need it to come because I'm trying to be thick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. It's, it's kind of working. I love it. Go and get a copy of The Terrible. It's a quick read and it's totally captivating from start to finish. On Wednesday's episode, we talk about telling the stories of others in your work, the power of meditation, and you know I love me some meditation, and the process of writing a memoir, and so, so, so much more. Follow Yessa on Twitter and Instagram at YessaDailyWord. That's Y-R-S-A-D-A-L-E-Y-W-A-R-D. And please be follow her. She posts some incredible short snippet poetry on her Instagram pages as well, which is really beautiful. If you like how this podcast is made and you think you can do what I do, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network. To find out more about membership, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Better yet, if you want to learn a little bit more about podcasting, make sure that you head on over to solifefestival.com and register to get your ticket to Shout Out Live, Radical Women in Podcasting. It is going to be all female panels, all female lineup, but it's welcome. Everyone is welcome. Men are allowed to be present at this festival. It's just that we're going to be focusing on women's voices in this event. And it's going to be an incredible, incredible day. So make sure you register at solifefestival.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That is truly, if you are not giving me physical money, how the show grows. So please do support the growth of the podcast. If you want to see it come back, make sure that you leave a rating and review and keep me motivated to keep putting out great content for you all. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at Wannabe Podcast and make sure you leave comments and likes and retweets all over the timeline because I love seeing it and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week. Bye. In a time of disruption and fragmentation, there is opportunity to not only survive, but thrive. Now more than ever, it is important to understand how the U.S. is performing on the global stage. With over 600 correspondents in more than 50 countries, the Financial Times offers a unique, independent, and truly global guide to the world's new agenda. Visit ft.com today to learn more about the Financial Times. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.